I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, happy new year to you listeners. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So 2020, well, I I don't know. It it doesn't Uh, feel like a regular new year to me, you know? It was, yeah. Yeah. Like 2020 was totally different just in general, but yeah, the new year's was a little, a little unique. I, yeah, feel like that's, I feel like that's, that's what the, the catch-all word for 2020 is, unique. <laughs> that's a, way, a good way to describe it. It's I a found, nice way to describe 2020. Yes. <laughs> I have another I found, word. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> it just involves flipping the bird. Um, yeah. I had like a, usually like around this time, you like eat so much between the, you know, the days of de- all of December. And oh. then there's this weird week between Christmas and New Year's where you're kind of just filled with cheese and wine, but you don't oh. know what to do. Like, do I know. Work or whatever. I'm delirious. And, I'm absolutely delirious. I've had so much chocolate. (laughs) Typically, yes. And then leading up to Christmas, I didn't really eat that much. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm good. And then my cousin came down from Kelowna, and Mm -hmm. she lives alone, so I'm in one of her bubbles. And we just, like, ate and watched movies the whole time. (laughs) Like, I ate so much candy, chocolate, pizza. We went to the keg one night for dinner. It was friggin' epic. We ate and just ordered everything, like. (laughs) Of one of everything. I swear the server was just like kind of shocked how much food we ordered. Like, you know what? Like, we can't <laughs> do anything else. So I'm going to stuff my face with meat totally. and bread and French onion soup. Give it all to yep. me. So, yep. 100%. Interesting experience. But yeah. That's so so funny. Yeah. Now back, back to the norm. I as know. You say, but not necessarily. <laughs> I know. Felt- yeah. It just, it felt, felt totally weird. I know. Well, I, I always look forward to my mom's Christmas dinner. Um, I read somewhere they're like, what would your last meal on earth be? And I was like, uh, my mom's turkey dinner, 1000%. And I was absolutely, I was just so looking forward to it. And it was the absolute best meal. But yeah, I was definitely on um, trying to <laughs> watch what I ate before the big day. And right. uh, yeah, no. And then I got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't care anymore. I am who I am. I'm going to look how I look. And frankly, I'm going to need a little extra fat to stay warm because we're doing this outside. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to eat all the bread and cheese that I can and, and just hope. Just accept. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's maybe explore why you were preparing for what day is that yeah. you got married. I got ended. married, y'all. <laughs> the wedding planner finally got hitched. The shortest engagement, I would say, was three and a half months. We got in. Yeah. So we got engaged at the beginning of September and then we... We decided at the end of October to be like, we why don't we just do this now? And just because we really weren't sure what was going on next year. And so we we're like, we're going to do something super, super small now. And then we'll do a big party next year. And so, um, so yeah, I got to plan a wedding in like 
six-ish weeks, uh, two months, two, eight weeks, I think. Yeah. Which isn't an out-of-the-norm yeah. task for you, but there are essentially two challenges that presented itself to you. One is that the rules continuously change. So you have to oh, replan and rejig. It was a 20-person plate at dinner at your parents' house, and then it was an 11-person, and then the rules continuously changed and ended up being in a park in the like, rain. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like the greens, like I was looking at the photos and the greenery is just like absolutely stunning. Like, oh, backdrop. I know. So getting, slipping and sliding around in the mud, like my jacket was soaked through, like it was totally worth it because the, the greenery was just like, it really encased oh. kind of that moody forest that you always wanted. And I was That's joking. What I wanted, moody like, forest. Moody forest. There you go. <laughs> Real was like absolutely drenched. Poor thing. Oh my God. It was, oh, yeah. Everybody was just a little bit damp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, yeah. It was, I'm... yeah, I had, I had to, like, I had to, um, so I got these, I got, I decided on these glittery gold Kate Spade heels. I love them. Um, but at the end, I had to, like, take a toothbrush and actually just try and scrape <laughs> off all the mud <laughs> very gently. And then mom's like, yo, give me this. And she takes a brillo pad and she's just scrubbing the shit out of these shoes, but they're clean. So thanks, mom. <laughs> um I wore uh to this wedding I was um I was fortunate enough to be a guest but I wasn't necessarily a guest I was working which was totally 100% acceptable because you did the same thing at my baby shower and I'll adhere your services for many other parties in the future (laughs) yeah as you will with me so I was wearing sensible waterproof hiking shoes (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was the only one and the photographer our friend Kim of Ivory Embers were the ones Mm -hmm. that were trekking through the mud but we had waterproofing you guys were Um, smart yeah I mean functional but that's what you do when you're working not when you're (laughs) attending a wedding as a kid but it turned out really beautiful I'm happy that Riel's sister got a video I think that's yes oh my gosh we got the sweetest little gift at the end of the night. Um, Rial's stepsister actually took video, and um, which was great because my uncle, um, my uncle is a musician, and he has been he's self taught. He's been playing since he was like six, and he's so talented. And he used to play for us when we were little because um, he's only a few years older than me. So he actually used to uh, babysit us when we were little, and he would play guitar for us all the time. So um, <laughs> this is <So> <laughs> this is what an asshole of a niece I am. So we got married on December 27th, and on December 23rd, I was like, hey, Uncle Brian, can you play guitar for us? Because my original intention was I wanted him to just enjoy the mm-hmm. moment. I didn't want him to be working. And then the more I thought about it, and I was like, I need a song to walk down the aisle to. And so we're thinking a whole bunch of songs, and he settled on uh, Holocene by Bonnie Iver, and I absolutely loved it. And he's like, oh, this is such an amazing song. And it's acoustic guitar at the beginning. And I was like, can you, can you do this? (laughs) Can you do this? And he's like, uh, uh, okay. And so next morning, Long McQuaid, hey, can we please rent a guitar? And so my uncle spent Christmas Eve practicing. Perfect though. (laughs) So magical. It was amazing. And so Rial's sister was able to capture that. I didn't, you know, other than listening to it in the moment, I didn't like, it's a blur. It's a bloody blur. I was trying not to face plant in mud the entire time. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that this little tiny video exists. And the thing I learned, videographers are so underrated and so important. Yeah. I mean, yes. Well, that brings me to my next point of uh, part two of your challenge is that, yes, you are a planner and we plan multiple weddings for multiple people all the time. Mm -hmm. But 
the emotion mm. of pleasing family members and friends and rules and all that stuff is removed when we're the planners because we're yes. just assisting the person. 100%. So obviously you had two hats. You were a bride and you were a planner. So it, yes. it's uh, it's tough to kind of play with both of those hats uh, mm-hmm. because you the logic part understands, but the yes. heart does not, right? So they don't yes. connect properly 100%. sometimes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot of like, well, why can't I do this? And you're like, yeah. Kelly... Dude, you know why we can't do this. I'm like, I know, but I want to do it. I just like, I understand because you just have to kind of have those feelings and, and go through the motions because you only get to be a bride once. Well, in your case, twice. So yeah, well, really, really, really once necessarily. And then I'm going to, yeah, we'll do another little shindig later on. But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty funny for sure. But no, it was, it was really awesome. And it was definitely pretty magical. I like to say magical because it really did kind of feel like that. And then she had bloopers in the video too. So I didn't realize, I mean, I knew this when I get really nervous, I talk a lot. I talk more <laughs> than I talk normally. <laughs> so, I just have this Trying running to overcompensate com- your nerves. Oh, yeah. I have this, like, running commentary of me as I'm talking with my dad walking down the aisle and then I'm walking and then I'm talking to Riel as poor Kevin, our efficient's trying to marry us. And then I'm <laughs> chatting. I'm just, just chirping the entire time. I'm like, I thought this was an inside voice. I legit thought I was talking in my head. Apparently I wasn't. <laughs> it's all captured on video. Meow, yeah. meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys. Well, we have a... Uh, kind of an alternative surprise for you is we recorded a podcast basically immediately after we did this wedding, but I say this wedding was for the books for us. It was, we replanned this not once, not twice, but three, four times this wedding was replanned, Mm -hmm. rejigged, readjusted. The bride and groom were along the journey with us. Every time they emailed or texted us saying, it's been changed. They felt bad. Like, no, we feel bad. The only reason they were changing is because the rules were continuously changing Mm -hmm. leading up to their wedding day. So fresh in our minds, we recorded this podcast uh, based on what we did. (laughs) Uh, The wedding was Ashley and Graham's wedding. It is on our blog. And Kelly, it also got featured somewhere, didn't it? I know. It did, actually. So we uh, we found out um, right before Christmas that it was featured in Rocky Mountain Bride. So on the uh, amazing industry magazine um, online, as well as um, a physical magazine. But they feature weddings um, basically along the West Coast Appalachia kind of thing. So uh, across the U.S., um, kind of Utah, Colorado area, and then also into Canada, so Alberta, B.C., and uh, we were actually uh, featured in one of their articles. And so we are super, super excited because this was such an amazing, like, I love this wedding so much. It was so cool. And uh, and our, our entire vendor team was just so amazingly rad. So it's it's really awesome to see that we um, we were able to be part of this. And this little feather in the hat at the end of 2020. So uh, we were just really happy to get Ashley and Graham married. <laughs> yes, we were. We were just, there were so many ups and downs, but in the end, yeah. like it was just a perfect wedding day. It all came together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't have asked for it to turn out as good as it did. So uh, take a listen, listen to the challenges that happened. Um, yeah. and there's definitely some behind the scenes stuff that you won't want to miss and you'll hear about how we handled it. And it is a good article or a good uh, podcast to listen to. If you are still considering planning your wedding in 2021, because these challenges are still going to be present uh, until they really sort out the vaccine and all that jazz. So listen to how we overcame them and maybe it can help you with your challenges at the moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Love will win is what we kept saying. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy.
Okay, guys, so we're going to do a little bit of bonus content for you. Uh, we want to share our most recent wedding we did, which you might have seen on our social media stories, and we're going to be posting quite a bit about it. Uh, our beautiful couple, Ashley and Graham, and we just want to go through the journey that they took because, like, my God, I, <laughs> even me, when <laughs> like, I heard this. Like, my was, God. Yeah, like, I would Ugh. have just... No, like, I'm going to love, like, fuck this. Like, I cannot believe they kept pushing and did get the wedding that they initially wanted. And to be be fair, they did hire two of the most stubborn wedding planners in the world. And And when they thanked us at the end, saying, like, oh... Uh, like we're so happy you guys stuck with us. Like we are shocked you stuck with us because <laughs> I just like, like no no no. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll have to get rid of us. You'll have to kick yeah. us out. Like we're gonna yeah. do it. So Oh my um, gosh. But Kelly so, was the lead on this wedding. So Kelly oh, was mostly was. involved in the dramatics of it all happening. Uh so let's start with the basically their their wedding was severely affected by COVID, right? So they they had to continuously change their plans uh, to accommodate the bit the order that was put out by the government so like almost on a monthly basis so I think gosh I can't even remember when I first connected with her I want to say it It was was... June I had to look at the billing and they uh I guess uh, confirmed her services in June in June but I think I met I think I met with her like around May ish I believe because we had gone out for we met for lunch and um I think everything had just like reopened again and she was she was telling me about how she originally had a venue in place and the venue ended up having to do some structural changes. And so she was up in, up in Squamish, um, which is north of Vancouver, and super bummed out. No problem. I found a solution. We're going to go to another venue in Burnaby, the Diamond Alumni Center. Awesome. Sounds really good. She told me her guest count and she said, you know, what? I only really need you just sort of more for like the day ish. So we agreed, okay, two month takeover, I think is probably going to be the best solution for her. Um, she works in operations in general. So for her day job, so she was very comfortable doing a lot of the legwork and just really needed help with us just to kind of help rein things in and make sure every, all the gaps are filled. And then just of course, help her on the day. I want to say around August. Mm-hmm. I think it was August is when a lot of things were really changing. And she was like, you know what, the more we're getting close to um, the fall, their wedding was this past weekend, uh, first weekend of November. She's like, I don't think we're going to be able to do it at the venue anymore. We really have to like severely cut our guest count and we're going to do it in um, the groom's backyard. The groom's mom mom and dad's backyard. They had a beautiful property in, in, um, just in Langley. And, uh, we were going to pitch up some tents and just make a really, really beautiful, beautiful space for them. Fast forward to 10 days ago (laughs) when (laughs) literally 10 days ago, like literally 10 days ago. So 10 days, basically. So it was the, when it was the Monday, it was, yeah, it was about the Monday before, like two weeks before their wedding, basically. And this new protocol, these new guidelines came out where in BC, we were unable to host any private events in a private space. So your home, basically, because a lot of brides and grooms and couples were coming up solutions like, well, great, we'll just get married in our parents' like front yard or backyard or wherever we have a field somewhere. Um, and they severely uh, revised that down to just your household bubble and they're sort of safe six group of people that you interact with all the time. So going from 120 people down to 40 down to six people is it was very challenging. Now, yeah. 
we came up with a last, 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 last backup plan and found this amazing venue literally 10 minutes down the road. It was so lucky. Like, it was, it was so a pretty lucky. new venue. Yeah. This, this was... venue, yeah, this venue four years ago was a ditch. Like, it doesn't even exist on Google Maps yet. Mm-hmm. And, and we went in there and it was like, oh my gosh, it's got a beautiful greenhouse where we can, you know, we can host this wedding. This will be amazing. And so venue number four, yeah. thank, you know, we, we were able to do it, host it at this beautiful winery. And the bride and groom did not see this venue till the day they were married. Yes, yes. <laughs> right? which we highly, highly we do don't not recommend, recommend yeah. in any way, shape, or form. But for them, they just really didn't have a choice, and they really trusted us, which we're so grateful for. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of like, you know, she texted me being like, "Am I going to get married next Saturday?" And I was like, "Yes, one hundred percent. Oh, yes, it's going to get married. I promise." So of course, you know, dealing with the with the venue situation. I mean, the first one wasn't necessarily anyone's fault other than safety, of course, because it's a structural thing. So they had to fix that. But everything else was, you know, directly related to to COVID. And the whole time, she's just like, "Okay, well, we're just gonna roll with it, and we'll just continue on and stay positive." But okay, I guess we're getting smaller, and I guess we're getting smaller. So mm-hmm. that was. Um, super stressful to be part of and and it was at that point where they brought us on as as a as a larger role in helping them figure shit out <laughs> yes pretty much yeah it, it was just like it would have been pretty tough for anyone let alone professionals doing it like oh, it, it took a lot of our time and resources to um sort out all the planning but totally worth it like that's our job like we're sometimes weddings are a little easier sometimes it's like oh we've worked at this venue many times mm-hmm. here's our vendors da, da, da. but sometimes there's uh, so many challenges that you have to face to get them married and that's essentially what they hired for your expertise and your calmness and your logistical mind and like how can we make this work like we, we're gonna do it <laughs> like, exactly exactly yeah. right we were able to make it work <laughs> yeah we like basically drove to the venue took some videos send it to her and we're like this is actually a pretty reasonable price and the tent already exists here it was like a greenhouse that yeah. sat on a winery uh, do you want to go? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. We're like, okay. So we had to switch all of the deliveries to the new address. Uh, yeah. We had to kind of replan the floor plan yeah. because it was kind of kiboshed. Right? Well, we had, we, had to re- we basically had to replan everything. So we were originally going with it based on the fact that it was going to be more, a little bit more of like a loungy kind of area. We had two lounges set up. We had tables for everyone to be seated at. Um, but it was more of like tapas cocktail style we had professional caterers coming in we had you know we had all the the appropriate vendors we were going through all the the appropriate steps to make everything you know follow the guidelines and make everything safe and then of course you know we ended up having to move it to this new venue well now we're not allowed to do cocktails anymore tapas now we have to do a seated dinner and Mm -hmm. what do you do in like such a short timeline when it comes to to your food so because you know, at this point, the caterers are starting to order, right? Now, we're well, yeah. very lucky that the caterers are friends of ours. We actually married them last year, which yeah. is how we know this couple, right? So yeah. you know, but I it mean, was one of those random conversations where we struck up with them and said, okay, guys, tell us what we got to do to make this happen. Well, what, what it's more like, what are our options? What mm-hmm. can we do within this really tight window? And thankfully, they hadn't bought, they hadn't purchased any of the, they hadn't done any of the prep work yet. They hadn't done anything yet. So for them, it was like, okay, well, the easiest thing that we can do within the within the parameters that we have because of course it's not just like changing the menu it's the staffing it's Mm -hmm. your rentals it's like how do you serve how do you serve tables now in a space that's like maybe not totally meant for serving but everything's kind of squished into one spot but it has to also be spaced out weirdly at the same time like it was so anyways catering like knocked it out of the park the food was phenomenal and they were just like okay well we've got plexiglass 
dividers we're going to set up at the buffet. We will serve mm-hmm. the, you know, guests will come up, we'll serve them, we'll give them their plate, they will walk there. So they were just like amazing when it yeah, came now, to as planners. We were, and you know, we don't do this for everybody, but these caterers are, uh, they're a couple. And mm-hmm. with the new rules that we're in, they they struggled to find staffing. So what Kelly and I actually have a background in serving, that was kind of our first job. So mm-hmm. we're like, you know what, guys, put us to work. Like normally we are sitting down, um, waiting, like kind of get, guiding the speeches along and making sure and having our dinner like a break. Uh, mm-hmm. But because this wedding was just a all hands on deck. Oh yeah. (laughs) We just literally served everybody and pulled everything off the, like we went back to our old days, like the tray in my hand. I was like, Oh, this is a familiar territory. I I don't know about you, but my hand has been so, so it's been, it was sore. Yeah. I'm like, how did I carry uh, Jaeger bombs over my head at 20 through a crowd of football fans? And now I'm like carrying water glasses. I'm like, Oh, it hurts. It's funny. Well, like carrying the tray was like, it was just, it was a, it was a non-issue for me. It was just, again, it was very old hat. Just you've got the plates, whatever. And you know, we had our, uh, we had our assistant with us. Shannon was helping with us. And which was so funny because never really served a day in her life. Uh, she served, so okay to clarify Shannon served for two weeks and she hated every day of it she yeah. did like four shifts and she was like this is not for me that's fine yeah. and that's okay so yeah so, so Shannon and I are stacking you know stuff on our trays and going kind of back to our old roots and and Shannon like so helpful because she could carry like the rest of it behind us it's like we just need bodies at this point that can yes. take instruction and smile nicely well can't really see the smile because we're in masks but we're masks but yeah, yeah. A good yeah. attitude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we're like, I love how we're like layering up all the plates on the on the train. Yeah. And it's like, I will take two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so funny. Yeah. No, yeah, and no, we're like, she... that's helpful. Like you can clear glassware. Like you can, yes. as long as you're polite to guests, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know what I really liked for this event at this uh, wedding was the um, appetizer plates. I almost would suggest it for like all events because it's oh, it was, so yeah. elegant. Also the past appetizers, you're chasing the people that you want the food, right? right? But this one, because we couldn't have past appies, people had to be seated at their tables. The caterers just plated the appies on this beautiful looking plate. It had five bites on it, all stunning colors, very flavorful, packed a punch, and we would deliver it to each person and everybody got to eat their appies. But everybody got a taste of each appetizer, which yeah. never, ever happens at a Never, wedding. ever happens. It was yeah. awesome. And that's some sort of what a lot of caterers are and any sort of food service are, are kind of doing right now um, with the changes in, in the kind of service that we can do is that you come up with a backup plan or you come up with like a plan B of like, okay, so how do we, you know, how do we still serve food that's going to be, you know, safe for everybody, but that we're still providing that same level of service. And so this was something that we're able to do for us. And it was, it was so, so awesome because again, it was, it was minimizing contact with people that you're still, like you said, it was still getting that food. And you, you like, what happened was we had the ceremony we flipped it to the reception um, while photos were, were taking place. And then, um, and then the food went down. So everyone was seated as much mm-hmm. as they could be, because that's kind of where we're at right now. Seated in their bubbles of six, which is the rules. We were following all rules. Exactly. Yeah. But then that way, again, it's like people are able to kind of nibble a little bit as they are preparing all the food in the back of house for it for the next, for the buffet dinner. So yeah, so of course there was, again, changes in the food service. So going from, you know, more of like a tapas style to more of a buffet style. And so figuring that out. And again, old hat for us, like how many plates do you need? How many knives yeah. and forks do you need? How many, you know, like just, just sort of changing that up. So that was, we were able to kind of work with catering and make sure that they had everything they need. 
And the buffet was beautifully presented. And then they had oh, the plexiglass great. in front. So basically the, the tables would be brought up to the buffet table or the buffet area, which was outside of the tent. And then the chefs behind the plexiglass would be like, okay, mm-hmm. let us know which what you like. And it's like, you want salad, you want bread, um, yeah. all that good stuff. And then they would pass it to them and then they'd return to their table. So Kelly and I were kind of running the front of house while they were running the back house, yeah. which is yeah. totally fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. all good, all good. Mm-hmm. So, But the food uh, turned out beautiful. They had a cookie uh, buffet, which, oh my gosh, we got so much of recognition for that online was, yeah just like was, oh my god that buffet because so it was a gingerbread done. house oh it was just stunning you could yeah. smell the gingerbread from a mile away oh, <laughs> it was phenomenal it was really really lovely yeah no she did an awesome job on that so and then instead of it being a self-serve station the chefs came out after well the baker mm-hmm. and yeah. she would serve the guests the plate of cookies and then they'd return to their seat so it was a beautiful decor element to the day but then as the guests got to enjoy the food too and, oh yeah. they were so good I like these cookies <laughs> So bad. <laughs> Let's just say there were a few leftovers, and um, yeah, and then so we we had a, a few for that. Actually, we had we had leftovers the next day, and uh, oh, and man. then so that would have been on Sunday night. So yesterday was Monday, and Rial's like, "So what's for dessert?" And I was like, uh, "It's gone. It's gone. Apple? Apples? Yeah. I don't know. Like we would have dessert all the time, dear." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, other things that this couple were dealing with, of course, were borders. So obviously, right now. Canadian American border is closed to non-essential travel, anything like that. Uh, they had purchased something that was supposed to have come in, in like, I think March, April that had been stuck at the border forever. And it got to the point where they weren't going to get it in time for the wedding, which, you know, almost a year later when they ordered it, it was going to take them, you know, so anyway, so his mom moved mountains to make this item happened and it was this really beautiful I don't know if you um if you look onto our social media you'll you'll sort of see but it's this it's a house and it has their name on it and the date and uh, it's a card box actually and it was so beautifully made oh my goodness I'm not really sure where they got it but it was vendor in the states but again struggling with just getting things across the border I know a lot of couples right now are struggling even like brides are trying to get their dresses they're like I can literally see my dress at the post office it's like it's right there yeah it's just hanging out i i I can see the white tool like it's there and you can't get it and so of course they were one of the couples that was affected by that too and then (laughs) so we spent all day oh my gosh this was probably the hardest part the hardest this was literally the, the 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 hardest part of it so like we brought in christmas trees into this green space we strung them with lights we strung christmas tree elements up on lights above the couple like all the decor was put in place. Food was made. Baked goods were done. You know, it's 4.30 on a Friday. The wedding is pretty much ready to go. All we need is the next mm-hmm. day, right? And we get a phone call. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Kelly gets a phone call. So, yeah. So I'm uh, just about finishing up here and we get a phone call from the very distraught couple. They find out that a one of their very close family members has just tested positive for COVID. And so unfortunately, they were no longer able to attend, which meant that it wasn't just that individual. It was quite a few family members that were connected to that person um, were unable to attend. So what was originally like 130 odd people down to 40 people down to 36 people is now down to 25, 25, yeah, Mm -hmm. 25 guests. So it was getting more and more intimate. um, But it was really it was really hard to be able to honestly, to comfort them, because how, how do you comfort somebody that is, you know, that has family members that it's already so small, Mm -hmm. and you only have so many limited people that are able to join you to begin with. And so for those individuals that are no longer able to physically be there, 
I, it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking. It's been really, really sad. And maybe if this happened on like Thursday, possibly manageable to shift to change, but it was well, Friday afternoon. It was like, you know, the wedding oh, was 12 evening. hours. It, it was like, Friday evening. Like yeah. it was at like five o'clock when we found out this information. And so it's, it's more like the wedding's going to go ahead. It's more about the mental yeah. adjustment. Like you just now need to be okay with the fact that these folks are no longer physically there. Mm-hmm. However, we had an amazing roster of vendors that just stepped right in and were like, okay, cool. So let's set up a Zoom chat. Let's yeah. let's figure out how we can still include them on the day. And it actually, was between three people. So it was like it was the DJ, it was the yep. the videographer who just happened right. to have experience with Zoom. And then it was one of the groomsmen. And between well, the, the groom- three of them, they kind of figured a way to do it. Yeah. So yeah. it was the groomsman actually that was able to to stream everybody in. And so they, he had his laptop set up on the table facing the sweetheart table and and that's what they did. So yeah, they were um, able to be kind of part of the evening, even though they were unable to um, to necessarily be there physically. So the you know, this couple is one of just many couples right now that are experiencing the exact same thing where you're planning everything and you're like, oh my God, I can see, I can see the altar. We're almost there. (laughs) And then all of a sudden this sort of thing happens. And then, you know, of course everyone, we all want to make sure that everybody's safe. Um, But, uh, but yeah, like it's, oh man, it was just, it was, it was rough. It was a rough hour. I gotta say, it was like, okay. There's a little bit more to the story is that Ashley and Graham, they fully put the trust in the vendors. They basically, they kind of didn't have a choice, but they, they had seen, Luckily for them, they had seen what we could do. And they saw probably one of the biggest weddings that we've ever done in our career, that big Christmas wedding, right? So they happened to be a guest and they saw like, okay, these planners can do it. So let's see them do it again for them. And because they were so nice to their vendors and they trusted them, the vendors pretty much gave whatever they could to accommodate these massive changes. So for example, uh, the 10 company, who's friends of ours, they gave so much more because they couldn't provide a tent, but they we needed service. Well, they just shifted. Everything is kind of paid for. So yeah. you can't, at this point, it's like you're not getting your money back. But what can we do to like, just what what do you need now? So you don't need a giant 20 by 40 mm-hmm. tent because the venue already has a roof. So let's think about, okay, well, but you do need a catering tent now. So let's think about that. Let's think about, um, you know, additional tables that we're going to need. Let's think about walls that you're going to need. Let's think about like all the other things. Um, you know, a lot of the vendors just kind of transition be like, okay, well, what do you need now that we can help you with? And yeah, we had a bar, but the bar was not allowed. So the bartenders served the guests. Right. So, well, so here's the funny thing about the bar. <laughs> so when we were doing the backyard reception, because it was not at a public venue, this is why we were able to do more of like a tapas mm-hmm. style, having a bar area there. So it was a little bit of a different format. Still abiding by, you know, you know, social distancing and wearing masks and sanitizing and all that sort of stuff. But now, because we're in a public space, public venue, we weren't able to do any of that. But here's the funny thing. When I first got hot, when we were first hired on, the bride had decided, she's like, I really love this one particular bench, like a seating for the sweetheart table from, mm-hmm. uh, from bespoke decor. Okay, amazing. Well, when we changed over to uh, mom and dad's backyard, <laughs> then we're like, okay, well, we don't need the sweetheart table anymore. But you know what? We do need a bar. Can we do this bar instead? Amazing. No problem. Now we're changing to our fourth venue. Hey, Bespoke. Ha ha ha. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> we Remember when I said, hey, we can we have that bench back? Can we like have that bench back? Because she really loved that bench. So she ended up getting the, bun- the bench in the end anyway. So it was kind yeah. of funny, but a little bit full circle. But, you know, we had we had a lounge area sort of set up where people would be seated and they can kind of, you know, 
enjoy this little corner there. Well, again, we ended up having to change that into other sort of surfaces. We had beautiful, like a little vanity table from past pieces. The cookie bar was actually on sort of a, a tall buffet of, a table that was also provided by past pieces. Um, it created a beautiful space and it was tall. So we were able to do that versus out. We went up. So again, people were just like, well, what do you need? What, how can we help you make this happen? That's why our vendors are freaking awesome. <laughs> Oh, I loved the phone call with Alex. We were just like, we're really sorry. Da, da, da. Like, what can you do? He's like, whatever you want. I don't care. Whatever, you, just need, whatever you guys want, I will do it for you. <laughs> we're like, Event yes. tense. You are the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Probably the worst part of the day. I, I wouldn't say the worst. I would say like the downer <laughs> that we made work is that at 10-ish, a new order came out. It, no, it happened at like, it happened before the ceremony. So I think it was at around two o'clock. You pulled me aside and you're like, so I don't want to freak. I don't want to freak. Well, here's the thing: I did not want you to get text messages with the wrong information. So I quietly stepped to the side and I threw my phone up to my ear and I started listening to the order and what what the actual rules were entailing, just because I didn't want her to be like, "What?" Because it's, it's so many hats yeah. when you're the lead of event. You're running. You have multiple faces. You got to talk to. You got to have multiple people moving around, all while trying to keep COVID rules in play. You know, like a wedding itself yeah. is already kind of stressful enough, but to add elements of more layers of COVID rules that we are just still learning as yep. an event industry ourselves. Uh, so that was being me as a second. I just kind of like quietly stepped aside and I got the the order and the couple was so lucky that they didn't postpone because it was a conversation we had with them uh, because the event that night had to end at 10 o'clock and then we're basically a, yeah, we're on a two, the big We're order, on a two-week lockdown, a lockdown right now. So <sighs> which showed up. So we're like, you know what? It's 10 p.m. That was our goal anyway. Like that was our plan. So we're just going to stick with that. But like, there is no way this yeah. wedding is being shut no, down at this very moment And it's 22 time. because the <laughs> MC called me. He's like, hey, so I'm not sure if you've seen the news. I'm like, yep, I already know all about it. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, we are we are just coming down to the wire. And, and I, I find it so funny that this was also our last wedding of 2020. This is our last event for 2020. And so yeah. the fact that we ended it <laughs> on a, on it, on, with the bang, yeah. uh, with this new protocol in place. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, uh, helping helping this couple seriously, you know, get them down the aisle, get them married, you know, surrounded with their family and their friends, whether it was digitally or virtually, or whether it was in person, was just it was such an an adventure, <laughs> and it was a journey that yes. they are just one of many people that are sort of you know working with this right now. And we had a conversation earlier today. We did a, we taped another podcast with the. Uh, um, one of our, our fellow vendor friends and uh, and she was saying that, you know, they had two weddings that they've had to postpone. Um, one of them is going ahead and the other one's just mm -hmm. postponing that's happening over the next little bit. So everyone's just trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do. And if this couple is any indication, it's like, just pull the pin and do it. <laughs> I will note some benefits of this mm -hmm. wedding that had happened because of the COVID rules in place and certain lockdown things happening. Some good things did come from this. One was speeches. So oftentimes we have a window for speeches because there's multiple mm -hmm. things that have to be done following yeah. them, right? It's usually, okay, we got to get the first dance going before and the cake cutting before the photographer's time is up. That's usually what we're trying to meet. We're trying to meet that time window. So if speeches go on forever and ever, we got to cut it because we don't have time for you to, sh you know, spiel yeah. on for 40 yeah. minutes, right? <laughs> and there's some longer speeches. But then with this one, because there really was nothing else mm -hmm. to continue, well, Sure, you can talk yeah. for twenty minutes, and there was there was a couple long speeches, uh, but I feel like the couple did enjoy 
how much speaking was done. It, it's not totally recommended, but because, you know, they've stripped away booze at 10 o'clock, you've got your no dancing rule. It's like, well, we might as well hear some good. Yeah, no, us, and right? I, I, I think it honestly, I think it worked out really well. I mean, they were able to, you know, they were still able to play the shoe game, which really doesn't affect anybody except the couple. Yeah. So for those of you that have no idea what the shoe game is, it's where you typically will take the couple, you sort of put them in the middle of the room, they'll each take a, a, a shoe from each other so she'll have his and hers he'll have his and hers um and they'll be asked a series of questions of like who cleans who cleans the kitchen more who takes out the garbage more who who said i love you first any of those yeah. fun little things like that so they're still able to do some of the kind of fun stuff even the photos all day you know the first look usually they're kind of on a time stream okay we give you a lot of time but there's usually like okay guys let's go like keep going but they had quite a yeah. bit of downtime because they did not need to meet certain the original one or the the third wedding that they had planned yeah. they were going to leave the <laughs> venue and come back yeah. but this one because yeah. they had so much space on the venue we're like you might as well just stay here plus yeah. the parks department came down saying you had to have a permit when you're taking photos in the park well you have paid for the land here you might as well use this land you might as well use it and it was a beautiful beautiful property and the only time they ever went kind of off site was just down the street to get some really cool like shots of them like on the road but yeah. otherwise i mean i mean they really kind of lucked out at the at the end there and you know what you know it was just it was just kind of coming up with a lot of solutions and and i think that's really what we were able to do for for this couple was just you know okay so this is what's going on so option a we do this or option b we do this mm -hmm. and i think you'll be happy with either one so it's really just about choosing which one you want out of them yeah and i think also as her planner it was super important like okay on our end like between us talking to each other we're like what in the actual fuck is happening <laughs> like are you Order a lot of like oh like to each other we were kind of demonstrating our frustration through swearing quite a bit but like when yeah. we were talking to the couple and, and we're like very real with them we still have to be optimistic at they essentially the end game is they want to get married and they want to have this event how are we going to do it we're going to figure it out together so that was kind exactly. of i think our value added here as we were exactly. just optimistic we're like well this is happening and yeah this is what we can do yeah <laughs> so. and again and again too not to totally like plug our services but really i mean part i mean part of part of what was happening and part of the reason why we were able to do what we could do is because because, you know, she trusted us, but she had hired professionals. Mm -hmm. Everything she had done, she had hired professionals just to be like, I need you to, I need you to take this over and run it because I don't have the, um, the mental bandwidth because she was busy at work. She literally took off. Like, she was working up until two days before her she wedding. Was, she so she's like, I just don't have the mental bandwidth. And I also don't have like the, the emotional and, <laughs> and partly like mental health bandwidth to be able to replan for a fourth in time yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if you trust us we will make it happen yeah. and at the end of the day as I was walking them to their at the end of the day I was walking <laughs> them to the limo and I told them both I was like what did I tell you I told you we're gonna get you guys married today are you happy and they were very happy it's so sweet yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you can see the happiness tears but also glad and and the twinkly yeah. lights and the Christmas trees I'm like it's so worth it <laughs> so, yeah yeah um, totally. well, so yeah, definitely make sure to check out the blog too so you can get a bit yeah, of absolutely. what the picture that we painted but uh, love is not dead well the next two weeks maybe wow. but uh, ah. we're here for love it is, love is not cancelled it's just slightly postponed <laughs> bye guys bye guys <laughs>
Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.